You smell that? What's that smell, Kevin? You smell that? Yo, that's the smell of a two-game winning streak, baby. <laughs> Play that song. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I, yeah. Oh, is that game drunk or what? Hey, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, number one Browns podcast in the world. You got Raleigh. And Wait. Kevin. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Now keep rolling. Keep rolling. We did that. All right, we do. We got Kevin and Raleigh. Perfect. Uh, yeah, the inverse right there. We're here celebrating the Browns' second victory in a row. Before we get to that, can I tell you a joke? Yes. The joke is, after we finish recording this year, it is Thursday, December 8th. This is Friday, December 9th. I'm going to climb the tallest indoor rock climbing wall on the continent of North America. That's the joke. If you know me and me trying to rock climb the uh, 10 story wall should be very entertaining. Um, I'm going to hopefully have someone film it. Uh, So in Chicago, downtown at uh, Lakeshore Fitness, I'll film it. They have the tallest climbing wall on the continent, and I was invited slash challenged to go do it. So I'm going to go try it out. The reason uh, I'm doing it, you want to know the big reason, is because I can use this as an excuse as my workout for the day and not have to run or go to the gym. But, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know how I'm going to do with heights getting up there. I've rock climbed before, like, a story, maybe two stories. But, yeah, this should be fun. Wait, how many stories tall is it? Ten. Ten stories. I'm trying to... Bam, dude. That's pretty tall. I have no intentions of getting to the very top because, like, once you get up, you know, past half... It starts to, you know, kind of invert on you. And I'm oh. like climbing like, you know, in a 45 degree angle. Yeah, no thanks. Hanger. Um, but I will say, if you've been to a rock climb before, the best part is when you get to rappel down after. Oh, but anyway, that's sure. my joke. Me trying to go climb a 10-story wall is going to be a sight to behold. You Uh-oh. had some... Oh, and then... uh, Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, since you brought up rock climbing, I kind of ADD toned out because I was just thinking, I haven't rock climbed since like young childhood and it was never hard i mean i was never doing like the inverted with the big cushion on the floor that you purposely fall back into no 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 like harnessed up yeah and like you know a camp or whatever and i was always pretty good at it and that i got to the top as most kids got to the top unless they were that kid that just had the breakdown or whatever but dead ass i don't know if i could climb a one store like I'm so out of shape. I don't know what I would, what my performance would look like on a regular wall. My fear is I, my, my weekly goal is to run and get to the gym four days a week. My, my fear is that this is still going to be super hard and I'm still going to be like out of shape, even though I try my hardest to not be out of shape. You know what I mean? So it'll be, it'll be a good little test and I'll report back. Um, You work out four days a week. Yeah. Right at the top of uh, your street. That's incredible. I do the total opposite of that. <laughs> I, hey, I do it so I can do what I do on the weekends and not feel shame. That's no, all. Good for you. I wish I had that. Say, like, I, I was thinking, man, I wish I. Like, you know, some people, if they have Wendy's or have like uh, fast food, junk food. Thank God we don't it, have a Wendy's by us in Chicago. Right? And they're like, yeah, I eat it. And then I just feel like such garbage afterwards. I'm like, man. I wish I felt like garbage after eating shitty food so that I wouldn't do it. My, my diet's not horrible, but I'm like, if I had Wendy's, I'd be like, that's the greatest meal I've ever had. And I feel just the same afterwards. You just reminded me of something that made me a little angry because of how much I despise it. And this might be, I, some people might say it's a hot take. I think it's a hot take. That's not hot. Panera is the worst fast food place on God's green earth. 
Um, you get you pay twenty bucks. You get half a piece of rock hard bread. Uh, you get a Dixie cup of soup and like a bag of chips. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I, I just like. Like I think I've never been to jail, but I think you get better bread and soup in jail. Here, here's my barometer. That's slander. I, I, didn't, I didn't. No, no, no. That's not slander. <laughs> um, I didn't dislike it in high school. It was like there was one right next to us. There were we had open lunch in high school. Shout out Grandview Heights High. And Panera was like, yeah, we'll go to Panera. And at the time, being like, this is kind of expensive, even though it's like that was so many years ago and it's like, everything's cheap compared to what it is today. Now it's like, I'm going to Chipotle and spending, they've done a good job of keeping their prices relatively low relative to inflation, but everything is just so much more expensive since back in the day, including Panera (laughs) until you said that I'm like, well, I know this is expensive, but is it expensive relative to other foods? And you're saying it is, I believe you Wendy's five bucks. You can have enough food to last like three days. No, that's not true. That used to be true. They don't have the dollar menu anymore. I haven't been to Wendy's in I, I probably do McDonald's has the like dollar menu twice a year. Not counting the couple times a year uh, I treat myself to a breakfast sandwich at O'Hare, uh egg McMuffin. As By the way, as- the hash brown always goes on the sausage egg McMuffin sandwich. Let's just be real here, okay? Who are you to say you don't even eat you just said you don't eat I eat a sausage McMuffin. Every three weeks. All right. And the hash brown on the sandwich is better than the hash brown on the side. I'll give it a try. I I actually will be like, actually, I'll not have a hash brown because I'm already like, I'm being a fat ass anyway and refrain from getting a hash brown. But I don't even know if a sausage egg McMuffin is like that unhealthy as far as anyway. Um, Oh, before we get back into uh, brown stuff and if people are still listening. I don't know if you guys have audiobooks or just, you know, books in general, but holy crap, do I have a recommendation if you like action-packed thrillers, which I, I, I don't go out of my way to listen to action-packed thrillers. Oh, really? Start listening to one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this book series called The Gray Man, they just made a movie on it, uh, a Netflix movie with Ryan Gosling and one of the captain america chris pine no chris hemsworth no the other chris there's three chris's that's a hot cast or there's four chris's with who's the fourth evans chris evans chris evans that's a good looking cast but anyway that movie sucked don't watch it it tried to capitalize on a kick-ass book series and it did poorly but the book is so the book series they're very quick they go by I, i think i've gotten through like three of them in like a week which is insane i realized that dude in the 90s you know how there were things like walker texas ranger or like cheesy ass action series wow remember he was the first meme yeah he was the first meme uh chuck norris forgot about that um but people would actually watch those and you watch even at the time i remember watching those Maybe it was because my dad was also watching those, being like, this is so stupid. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. But, you know, there's some people watching that just like, hell yeah, Walker, what's next? I feel like how much I love this book. What, By the way, it's about a an assassin, the number one assassin in the world. But he's a good guy. He has a moral code. And he just finds himself all over the planet in these dicey situations. I mean, is and- it like the Bourne movies? 
Uh, it's like Jason Bourne, except more badass and more of an assassin. All right. I'll give, um, it, I'll give it a spin. Are there actual books? Because I just like holding the physical book when I read. Yeah, yeah. It's a book series. Right. I'm just saying I listen to it on audiobook, and I've just been like having in just being able to listen to it like casually and then just all of a sudden checking out. Like I'm like if there was a, a camera recording me, let's watch this book or listen to this book. I think I'm fist pumping all the time. Like, oh, that was so badass. Like, hell yeah. Like what I was getting at bringing out the 90s thing. I'm like. I just imagine myself like Walker, Texas Ranger, super fans listening to this book, which I don't know what that has to do with Walker, Texas Ranger. But if you like action and you trust my judgment as far as pop culture appreciation, I think I have a pretty good taste. This book series is just so, so, so addicting, awesome. And I can't, like he just battled the cartel in Mexico. And one, well, I don't want to spoil it, but there's six book series, and that was book three. So TLDR, check out the series. You won't regret it. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, just a free ad. Um, hey, one more thing real quick. You got me thinking. You ever see the movie 10 Things I Hate About You? Uh, yeah. I think it's got to be one of the most underrated movies of all time. Watched it the other night, and hey. I thought of you while watching it. Not not because of Heath Ledger or the dude that's a model. Relax. In the beginning... When uh, the guy is showing Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character around the school and they're like outside and he goes, yo, that group over there, that's the Cowboys. Like they actually think they're Cowboys over there. Those are the uh, what, what the hell? The, the Young Investors Club. They actually throughout Wall Street. Here are the Rastafarians. They actually think they're black from Africa. And I'm thinking, wow, I wonder if this was Raleigh's high school, would he be? Like over there, that's the Braveheart Club. Those are the guys that dress like their characters in Braveheart and literally think they're in those wars every single day when they wake up. It made sense in my head. I laughed to myself. Didn't share it with anybody until now because I forgot about it. But like that's you know how they're just showing around here. Here are these, you know, everyone has like their own like cliques and clubs. Like you would just be in like a Braveheart club and just would talk and only Braveheart speak. Oh. Uh, if you were in that movie. That's I do a good I don't want to do it now, but I think I dropped. If you follow Angry Browns fans on Instagram, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Because I do. Well, I do Braveheart meme. That doesn't mean I'm like, I have too much respect for Mel Gibson as far as movies go. And every time that the Patriot to be like, yeah, that's basically me. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah, but no, um, I mean, like you like want you want to talk like because you've memorized that whole movie. You want to just say those lands. That's every true. Day. I. I have noticed, and Muccio is kind of the same way uh, to some degree, but if there's an accent that is in my head that's, like, funny at like a certain point of time, it's hard for me to not talk in that accent. So, <laughs> Jesus. Um, hey, one more thing before we hit this game. Games, uh, you finished your Christmas shopping? Have you started your Christmas shopping? Actually, I'm getting- I think we need to do an episode on just Christmas gifts. Uh, that's... Bring on some idea. of the bring on some of the the women we've had on in the past because they can help. God knows that we need plenty. What of do you mean there. women can help? You got to have the the women's opinion and perspective on some things. Like, are you, I, are you are you allowed to say that? What I need women's help to buy gifts? Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I guess yes. Yes. I'm yes. not saying 
women go buy all my gifts for me. I'm saying I need your help to tell me what to buy. That's true. Every time I've ever uh, looked for a gift consultation. It's always a female. It's yeah. always a female. Uh, I think I'm a phenomenal gift idea-er. It's just the execution and especially the wrapping that I always don't do the best at. But like, when what- I give a gift, it looks like Helen Keller wrapped the present. <laughs> it's embarrassing. They're like, dude, you're in your 30s. Like, this is so bad. I'm like, hey, just open it. Just open it. Really? Now you're Helen Keller joking? Oh, I guess. Hey. Yeah, blind and deaf. Anyway, hey, the Browns, Deshaun Watson's first game, victorious, 27 to 14. It was the drunkest Browns game I've ever seen in my life. It was also quite possibly the most Browns performance by another team I've ever seen in my entire life. Let's see. We scored offense did not score a point in Deshaun's first game back in 700 days. Our points came from a punt return, fumble return, and a pick six. My first question before I give it to you for your thoughts here. Um, first of all, good God, that team is so bad. Um, when Yes, yes. Sorry. Yes, the Texans are maybe one of the worst teams I've ever seen. And coming from Cleveland fans, we know bad teams. That's saying a lot. When Denzel picked up that fumble and ran it in, I almost feel like he almost froze for a second. He's like, like this can't be re- this can't be happening. Like you guys just really just fumbled right here on a QB sneak <laughs> on the one. Like I feel like everyone, the whole field just kind of froze. Like oh my god, that really happened. And thank God he just had the you know heads up, just boom, picked it up and ran in. But I've never seen something like that before. Um, yeah, we'll get to Deshaun. But your thoughts on the game overall? Uh, it's almost like there's so many mixed emotions, or whenever you get excited about a certain element occurring for instance like the defense playing out of their mind it almost gets not erased but kind of erased when you break it down and say well they were playing the texans who look like one of the worst teams of all time and the texans for a while they had the first two scores when i say scores it was a field goal and they gave the browns a safety and i I think Denzel, Denzel, Denzel is the one that put us up seven to five, seven to five. Yeah. And so overall the defense, they looked great against Houston. So you're like, okay, um, they're still an NFL team, but the offense also couldn't score, but we'll get to that. Uh, you know, the punt return, the punt return was badass. Like, Franchise needed that. Hadn't had one since 2015. Like, thank you, Peoples Jones. I tweeted this. I literally laughed out loud at that stat when they said it after he scored. It was their first one in like seven years. I just laughed. Yeah. On my couch in my apartment alone, I had a good chuckle to myself. Um, So, yeah, definitely a very strange game. Did you Um, have fun watching it? I didn't have, I wouldn't, I didn't not have fun. I will say, though, it was nice to be confident with like five minutes left in the game. Yeah. Like when we, I was just like, all right, we're, we're okay here. Um, that doesn't ever happen. But again, it's the Houston Texans. Um, hit me with, uh, there's been all these kind of crazy hot takes flying around. I love it. Um, thoughts on Deshaun. Thoughts on Deshaun. Uh, if you didn't watch the game, I'm assuming if somebody's listening to this, they probably watched the game or have seen Twitter replays by now. I've yes. seen Twitter replays. You know, we knew, well, we didn't know he was going to look rusty. Like, it was possible that he just came out and absolutely balled out, which we'd be saying, well, he balled out against the Texans. But 
we anticipated rust or it was a very real probability. I'm kind of in the camp of, is that rust? Cause he was throwing balls like six feet short of guys on numerous throws. And you're like, can you fix that quickly? <laughs> like, is that a, is that I haven't played in 700 games, but I'll bounce back quickly. Or is that something else? And now people are saying it was footwork and I'm like, I hope it was footwork. It was footwork, but that's like, I mean, that was the worst quarterback performance by a Cleveland Brown <laughs> since the franchise came back. Like, I, I think that's actually true. Uh, so, I said on the pod in the last few weeks that we don't know. It might take a few series. It might take a few quarters, few games. I expected him to not come out and look like an MVP candidate. I did not expect him to throw a bunch of balls in the dirt like that. Um, so I think he kind of surprised a lot of people. Everyone knew it might be some rust. It's probably going to be some rust. But even he said after the game, I felt every one of those 700 days out there today. Um, that being said, I am not even remotely concerned about this people got to remember yeah everyone's like oh everyone looks great in practice blah 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 when you practice against air you and i would look like rock stars in berea he hasn't played he's not been out there to get you got to get used to the game speed again you got to get used to getting hit again you got to use your timing with these guys mind you we're all used to watching jacoby and all the other quarterbacks from every other team who's had you know the chemistry with these dudes now for three four months they've been playing every day with these guys deshaun just got back a couple weeks ago this is still kind of a preseason for him He's still getting used to these dudes, getting the timing down, getting the new offense, getting the new system right. Um, they said they were using this game just to start getting better at the communication, right? He's got to get used to, you know, Stefanski calling the calls into his helmet or what he wants to say back. I will say I was uh, pumped to see that, you know, he changed the play a couple times at line of scrimmage. So he's obviously, um, you know, coming along that way. Um, I liked when Jacoby came in for that one play. But, yeah, I'm not worried about Deshaun at all. You know, he hasn't played in two years. That's going to happen. Um, again, whatever happens these next six games, obviously I would love to go, you know, <laughs> four and two. Because, again, I'm not – playoffs would be amazing. I'm not putting all my eggs in that playoff basket. I just want to take these next six games, just be able to kind of figure out what we got for next season and beyond in terms of who wants to be here. Um, I'm going to have fun watching Deshaun get better uh, every, every game, knock on wood, because he is one of the best quarterbacks – in the league when healthy and when playing. Um, but speaking of very good quarterbacks, enough about Houston. Oh, and by the way, never again. We, and I think Stefanski said this, a lot of people said this, he had to get that game over with, right? All the, just the, the mentality and the pressure of going, having to go down to your old home, play in front of those old fans. You know, you got some of the accusers in the stands. You got it. You know, the owners of the Texans there, it was just a whole bunch of emotions that I don't even, I couldn't even imagine let alone having to go play an NFL game during that as a starting quarterback. So that's over with that stuff. The, whatever may be going on mentally there is now behind them, but we can really get going. Um, speaking of great quarterback, we're playing against a very good quarterback this Sunday in Cincinnati in Joe Burrow. Um, since the, we beat them on Halloween, and since then they have won four straight. They have not lost since the last time they played us. However, over the last nine times playing the Bengals, we are eight and one. Uh, we have five straight wins against Cincinnati, which is the longest streak against any opponent since the Browns came back in 99. 
Uh, I believe when we played uh, Burrow last time on Halloween, we sacked him roughly five times that game. I believe he's been sacked maybe five total times in the four games since. So their O line is actually starting to come around, is what they paid for in the offseason. Uh, Burrow, 69% completion percentage. Nice. 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's got weapons all over the place. We all know about them, wide receivers. Um, they're dogs. So what I'm getting at with all those stats, you know, we've beat them a million times in a row, blah, blah, blah. That's not going to go on forever. Um, obviously, we're not going to beat the Bengals every time we play them for the rest of history. And, uh, yeah, I am not overly confident for this Sunday's game. Let's leave it at that. Um, Unless the defense, who always comes out for these games, keeps doing what they're doing the last few games, and if Chubb, Chubb always has his best games against the Bengals. I mean, he has like five or six touchdowns in the last few times against them. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, how they are one of the best teams in the league, uh, top five, top five quarterback, and I don't know. But I don't know is that this this carriage could turn back into a pumpkin in one of these games, and I, yeah. Yeah, it, it is a matter of time before we lose to the Bengals. And it could very well be this game. Kind of what you were saying about Deshaun not being worried about him. I'm not worried about him, knock on wood, yet. Long term, it is going to take him some time to figure it out. I think what a lot of people are trying to come to terms with is if Deshaun is going to be a a, a slow-paced improvement to himself, you know, that's that's good in the long run, absolutely. But if he plays only a couple of rungs above what he what we saw on this past Sunday, then the Browns are not going to win this football game, probably by a lot. Mm-hmm. And throwing the towel or accepting that as kind of the calculated outcome when there still is a sliver of <clears throat> hopes to make the playoff is kind of hard to do. If if we had, I don't know, been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, I would be looking at this with a much different mindset. I mean, it's easy to watch and not give a shit when you're already out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of people are like, you know, like, what about Jacoby? I mean, they were, I think Stefanski was asked if Deshaun, like, you know, wasn't you, shown. You read it. my mind. You read my mind. I was would about they to take say- him out? And he basically said, no but we're still committed to winning, um, which it's like, hopefully we don't have to cross that bridge because Deshaun's going to ball out, knock on wood. And I don't know. It's going to take him time. I hope that the the masses can like keep a level head about it if you know he does suck um, for a couple of games because I feel like it would be easy to suck. And it shouldn't surprise anyone. And like you just said, I was about to come out and say, whoever keeps asking that question to Stefanski, please stop. They're not spending $230 million and not having him as starting quarterback. We said this all along. It's just not going to happen. If we were, maybe the conversation would change a little bit if we were like really hardcore in a playoff hunt, but we're not. Well, there's a difference between starting, but willing to take him out, I guess. I love that Jacoby, uh, you know, throw him in for a play here and there, especially a QB sneak. That's just fun. I don't care if Deshaun's at 100% and playing 2019 Deshaun Watson. That's just fun to watch for the for us. Um, but, yeah, he's never not played for two years in his life. But also, he's never not – he's never uh, been a bad quarterback, knock on wood. You know what I mean? So, it's, he, we've never – he's never had to come back from a two-year break. Um, but, again, fortunately, like I've said, this is not 
a new quarterback of Brown seasons past where we're just praying to God that our draft pick is a good quarterback or the next, you know, Brady. We've seen this guy. Well, we dude, know he can play. Uh, yeah, but I, I do want to kind of not trying to change the narrative to have it be like, woe is me narrative, but, and I'm not saying if he sucks, be like, Oh, get him out of here. What, what were the Browns thinking? But I also don't personally like the narrative that oh, it's just a matter of time before he gets back to his old self, because you said that he hasn't played in two years. That's accurate. You know, what's also accurate. There's no quarterback that's taken two years off and have come back into the NFL. It's a unique situation. This never happened before. 100%. It's a, it, but it's like, not like a, it's like a pretty big, like that in itself might be like a crippling thing. That's hard to overcome. And if he gets into a slump and he can't get out of it with everything that's going on, like there's a lot of shit that's I think stacked against him mentally. And, you know, it's not just the physical body that breaks. People can get broken mentally. And I hope he doesn't. He's saying a lot of things in press conferences that, that I absolutely love. Like you can tell that, I, we've heard that he is a film junkie, but his answers as far as like his mentality, like Joe Burrow, like, what are your thoughts? He's like, you know, Joe's great. He's playing like one of the best quarterbacks right now, but I focus on me. I study the films. I look at the defense. I get reps in practice. I talk to the receivers outside of practice. And I, I do believe he's not just saying that for lip service. It's what he loves, but I just hope that he, the external factors that could affect him mentally don't hinder his long-term game. Like for instance, the mental factor of like, Hey, Deshaun, it's a total layup that you're going to get back to where you were in 2020. Like you're going to, it's like, well, I hope he does. (laughs) He needs to, but no, no one can definitively say either way that there's more. (laughs) Yes. I I am not worried. I, I, I respect every point you're making here. I could not be less worried about him yes. coming back. I don't know how long it's going to take. Anyone worrying about Deshaun Watson, it you just you cr- there's and, no need to yet. And to clarify, I'm not Hopefully worried never. about it. I'm not worried about him long term, but the I think it's hard to let go of the running the table mentality to get into the playoffs. Um like it's just a frustrating concept of now we're gonna see him get to where he needs to be, where we all kind of wanted. He's I'm, instantly where he needs to be, and we go 6-0 and and make it into the playoffs. It's never that easy at the Browns. I don't care if it's Jesus Christ himself playing quarterback. It's never that easy. But Agreed. Well, we're going to take it one game at a time. Excited to get him for a home game. He's got two road games in a row that we'll come back home. Um, but, yeah, hey, going against the Bengals, the spread right now is the Bengals are favored by 5.5, over-unders 46.5. Um, so, yeah. We'll see what happens. Obviously, when I wake up Sunday, I'm going to say Browns by 100 Super Bowl. But that's all I got. I will. Not to, as we were just trying to end the episode, I've been uh, I've been watching uh, Deshaun Watson like clips from practice this week, like a hawk, and I think he looks good. And people are saying he looks good, but against air, against air, I'm like, how do they not try to simulate? defense like just hire some kid to run they do. no they do they do but you just i mean you can't you're not touching the quarterback so again you can do yeah, a practice but it's not game speed and you're not going to get hit yeah i guess i just think as browns fans we got to stop with the they look good in practice not just for deshaun for any player because we keep doing this shit every year and then <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Um, speaking of practice, uh, Najoku is back and playing. David Bell, who went out early with an injury, he's back and playing. They'll both be playing on Sunday. Um, so we should be pretty outside of, you know, our center position, pretty full strength. Um, but hey, any final yeah. thoughts? Please pre- beat Cincinnati again. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Oh, the Graves, I will be dancing on if we do that, but I'm being a little quiet this yeah, week. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, if there's a pregame episode this week, we'll try our best. Uh, it's it, I got people saying, oh, because you guys are getting down on the Browns. No, we have uh, jobs and lives have been keeping us busy outside of this for the last several weeks. That's why there's been no two episode weeks, but trying to get back to that. At least the last few games here, we'll have one, I promise. Um, that's all we got. Hey, for Raleigh, for myself, go Browns and good night, Cleveland. have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is having a versatile high quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet of them feels even better american giant puts the quality durability and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets and of course their legendary best hoodie ever so you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.